You're listening to the PFWC podcast with me, Carly Compton, a podcast created to help you learn strategies to overcome that bully inside your head, ways to practice self-love, awareness and understanding of eating disorders, how to embrace the body you have been given and develop a healthy relationship with food, exercise, and most importantly, yourself. Here at the PFWC podcast, we find it important to create a safe space and a place for individuals to come to learn how to create that lifestyle that works for them. We're dropping comparisons, fighting unrealistic beauty standards, and coming together to show the world that all bodies are beautiful and that healthy looks different on everyone. Sit back, relax, and get ready to grow together. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the PFWC podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I have my friend Sydney here, and we are going to be talking about all things censorship and TikTok and social media and modeling and all of these really fun things. So I'm really excited to have Sydney. Um, Hi, Sydney. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me here. I'm so hyped. Um, For those of you that don't know me, my name is Sydney Bell. I'm 23 years old. I am a fine plus size model with Natural Models LA and a plus size influencer. I'm a dancer. I'm a cheerleader. So hopefully y'all have seen me before. If not, it is nice to meet you guys via this podcast. But I'm so excited for this conversation with Carly and everything we're about to dive into. I'm super hyped. Yes. I'm so excited to have you. You do so much. You inspire me so much. And I would love to know how you got started with social media. It's such a weird story. So I was, I think it was my sophomore year of college, like 2017. I was just like a regular college student. I was in New York and I was really into photography. So I was a photographer before I did anything else. So I had the camera equipment. I had all of the stuff, the eye for what looked good in a picture. So before I even started posting myself, I didn't really have the confidence to post myself on social media. So I used Instagram to post other people and kind of use like things that I was going through, like depression, anxiety, breakups. I would do photo series with my friends. And that was like mainly what my Instagram was. Mm -hmm. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to brunch with my girlfriends. My mom came in town and she was like, you look so cute. Let me take a picture of you. And I posted a picture. It did super well. I think I had like 6,000 followers at the time. And um, then I got a DM from Fashion Nova, maybe like a week, week and a half later. And they were like, hey, babe, you you guys all probably know that email, but it's like, hey, babe, we love you. We love your style. We want to start a long-term relationship. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know what an influencer was but I was like free clothes. Hell yes. I'm a broke college student. So, um, got my clothes and, you know, once they posted me on their social media, then other brands saw and reached out to me. And that's kind of how my influencer journey started. Yeah. I love that. I think that I relate so much to that for me though. A lot of my social media started as like this, like fitness account, um, mm-hmm. which is so crazy. Cause I feel like that's the case for so many people. Um, yeah. they like start their accounts to like document their like fitness journey. Yeah. Um, 
And so that's kind of where mine started. And I was still, I was like in my eating disorder at the time. And then it completely made like an entire switch when I started my recovery. And I was like, yep, don't want to be a part of this anymore. Yes. <laughs> um, that switch into more, yeah, like a little bit more like lifestyle, but definitely like that self-love confidence type of um, content, which you are 100% killing. I love all of your videos. Your reels are phenomenal. Um, where do you get like most of your inspiration from for those? So I talk about this a lot on my lives, like every reel that I've come up with, um, that's like not already a trend. I wake up and I feel something and I'm like, I got to create, like, it goes all back to that photography side of things, whatever I'm going through, I feel the best way for me to express myself is creating something like putting all the emotion that I'm feeling into something and creating it. So there was like one reel that I made when I was like, super bloated, like I was like, it's okay, like majority of women have blue, and it's like normal. And I woke up and I was like, why the hell am I bloated? Like, I'm pissed off today. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a reel about it. So I made a reel. And like, I think one of the first like inspirational posts that I made, like, I was like, oh my gosh, like whenever I feel those feelings and emotions, it's like when other people comment and they're like, oh my gosh, same, like I'm going through this as well. It like helps me out. Cause I'm like, damn, like all those feelings that I was feeling this morning, like so many other women and girls are feeling the same way. So yeah. it's really just like whatever I'm feeling that day or whatever I'm going through that month, that's kind of like where the inspiration comes from. And I love music. So a lot of my reels are like connected to like songs that I feel passionate about. Um, so it's just like a mixture of emotions, I guess, <laughs> and yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally, I get that. And, and I think it, you do it so beautifully. And I think also the fact that, um, you know, they have such a deep message and such like, I feel like each of your reels, you're so vulnerable. And I think that that makes people like that follow you, or maybe that don't follow you or who are just discovering you feel so comfortable on your page. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's how I felt when I first came across your pages. I was like, Oh my God, I relate to so much that she's talking about. And yeah, it just made me feel really comfortable. And I think that's, those are the types of accounts that we really want to be putting out there and, and supporting. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you. You just like made my whole day. (laughs) Of course. Um, so from there, um, you said you have a background in dance and I think Mm -hmm. at least for me, it was very obvious to, to see that you are an incredible dancer. Um, have you had any pushback in terms of like your body as a dancer? And what has that experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I tell people all the time, like, you're not born like with these setbacks and you're not born with like self-doubt. It's not until like you really go into the real world and then other people's opinions kind of influence the way that you view yourself. So when I was younger, I didn't really experience that. Like I've been dancing since I was like three. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really experience that until I was in like junior high, especially high school, where I feel like the girls and the guys get a little bit catty. Um, So I experienced it in cheer. So Texas cheer, everybody knows it's really competitive. It's vicious, like Friday night lights is insane. So um, I dealt with a lot of 
issues in high school with being the only, not just plus size cheerleader, but African-American cheerleader. Like I lived in an all white neighborhood. There wasn't a lot of girls that looked like me. So, and with being somewhat talented, like I was always front row. So all eyes were always on me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would get called names at like pep rallies by the football players, or I was at this one huge game where I was cheering and it was like one of our rivals and the, somebody in the other, on the other team in the stands was like, Hey, precious, like calling me precious in front of everybody. And I broke down and thankfully, yeah, yeah thankfully my parents were super involved and like, they kind of like, they were like, are you serious? Like you're a bell. You don't let anybody tell you, like, you know, you don't let anybody th- depict who you are or like tell you what you you know like think mm-hmm. less of you I guess yeah. so um it was after that it like kind of motivated me to be like okay let me just kill shit and like let me show the world that like us curvy girls can just tear it up and still do amazing and anything that we do whether it's dance uh fitness gymnastics whatever it is so mm-hmm. that I dealt with it a lot then and then you know I moved to Brooklyn in college when I danced for um, my college team and although Brooklyn's a little bit more diverse you still kind of get those stares and like you know you go into a workshop and people are like oh what is she doing here that type of thing but I feel like with going through what I did in high school like I mean high school and beginning of college I didn't really you know I understood who I was and I knew who I was so all the hate and negative comments didn't really affect me anymore yeah yeah, I can only imagine how yeah how difficult that must have been, um, but I I think it's so empowering for you know younger girls who see you who you know maybe feeling really insecure in their bodies or you mm-hmm. know who are African American who are just like should I be here do I deserve a spot mm-hmm. to be here and I think like your messaging is reminding them that yes they do deserve to be there and they do deserve to take up space and they do deserve to be seen um and I think that's just such a powerful message that you're sending um which is why I think the censorship that's happening on TikTok is so incredibly frustrating Um, don't even get me started (laughs) So I'm going to get you started. We're going to talk a little (laughs) bit about that because it's so insane how many people are experiencing this right now. Um, Specifically, you know, women who are in larger bodies, women of color, like so many people are experiencing this censorship where TikTok feels the need to either delete our videos or hide our videos or Mm -hmm. ban us. Um, cause they think that's gonna like, just shut us up. Um, but I'm curious when the first, vi- like, when was the first time you had a video either removed or you started to see that censorship happening? So, um, hmm. I think the first time I saw a video go under review was probably like the first TikTok I made. Mm-hmm. It was like, and I started TikTok back in like, kind of like right when it started. Like I, yeah, I did it like right when it started. So mm-hmm. when I posted the TikTok immediately, it just went on the for you page. I think it got like, 
400 something thousand views. And then the next morning I woke up and it was like, it, everything just stopped. They were like, your video is uh, currently under review. Like if you think that there's an issue, appeal it, you already know the spiel. So I was like, and it was weird cause it was literally just me like strutting and then whipping my hair and my wig came off. Like, you know, and I was with like my ex at the time and I was like, okay, like what is, what is like wrong with this? And it said, um, adult sexuality and nudity. And I was like, how the hell is this adult sexuality and nudity? I have sweatpants on, I have a crop top on. It's supposed to be humorous. Like my wig came off and I appealed it. And after like two or three days, it came back and then it did well. But um, that's when I kind of noticed like that the whole system of this algorithm or whatever it is, is rigged or something's up with it. Um, but I noticed like once I a little bit more comfortable using TikTok I kind of like didn't really post a lot of myself really it was just kind of like things that I was doing or like modeling things it wasn't necessarily like just me and even then they started getting like under review and then took a break for a while went back on got really confident and felt like you know I could post whatever now and then that's when it consistently started where I was posting myself doing try on hauls or posting myself being confident by the pool different things like that and consistently even a minute after posting would go under review Mm -hmm. yeah I had that I've actually like during quarantine um I started my TikTok around the like December I think the December before quarantine happened so like a couple months before and really like went into it during quarantine and then I remember having like one video put under review and then it was removed Mm. um and I think it was was like a bikini one or something like that I think Mm. I was in a bathing suit and so I was like okay so then I posted another one and the same thing happened and then ever since then like my videos get like 500 views (laughs) yes Um, that's another thing like shadow ban you after you like post one thing that goes under review you like don't even expect it to be on the for you page for the next Mm -hmm. like month or so because they consistently shadow ban after that yeah so none of my videos like over the last couple months have gotten like me I mean like maybe 2,000 views it's so crazy how little amount of views they get but for me a lot of the time I'll post it and then it won't go up at all um like it will it will just say like right away that your video is under review and we'll like Girl. whatever let you know when it's done <laughs> Carly there's a strategy though there's definitely a there's a secret you gotta call them out like badly you gotta like really like call them out and like expose what's going on I feel like you've done that too a few times I did but it, like yeah I I've done it a couple times but that was also, I was talking about Instagram as well in that post because I actually had my branded content tool removed on Instagram oh. um, for some oh sort of gosh. violation. I have no idea what it was. They didn't tell me what it was. Um, and I didn't find out until, cause I was working with a brand, um, had like a six month contract and it was in like the fourth month of that contract. And I went to post for that month and I went to, went to do the brand content tool feature and it wouldn't let me, it said it, it was disabled. Um, wow. 
And so then the brand ended up like looking into it and they were like, well, we can't really see like what exactly is happening. So just go ahead and post, but just use like ad and all of that stuff. So I was like, okay, whatever. So then I ended up making a post about TikTok and Instagram together. And so many people were tagging TikTok and Instagram in comments and stories and all of these things. And then coincidentally, like 12 hours later, my brand and content tool was back. <laughs> wow. So I don't know That's if insane. it was that they saw like the comments and everything, or, you know, I, there's no way it was just a coincidence. Like, no, for sure. Because like you see it, like, um, I think Nicole's, uh, Instagram was taken down or her TikTok was taken mm-hmm. down. Excuse me. Mine was taken down. Brie Martinez was taken down. And I think Brenta's was maybe. Yeah, I think Brenta's um, was banned as well. Yeah, but it's like the minute we call them out, it gains traction. Like, and at least personally for me, like when I called them out, my account was back like the next day. And then, you know how they usually will like shadow ban your account. Like mm-hmm. my stuff was on the for you page after that. And not and since then I have not received a under review thing which to me is is terrifying because I'm like okay what's going on like there's obviously an issue and they're trying to like you know I guess win our silence by like doing that but still like it's happening to so many other people and there should be no reason for me to have to violate and call you guys out for you guys to I guess act right or run your run your app the right way or the fair way at least yeah I have never had my account banned, but I have had, um, I was, this is funny. I actually forgot about this until just now I was going live cause they recently added the like co-host live feature yes. and you can go live with like someone else. And so I was going live with my friend, Nicole or my friend, Jen, and mm-hmm. she, um, we were talking about confidence, like being confident in a larger body and like finding your confidence and figuring out how to step into that confidence and everything. And I said something about being like something about being in a larger body. And then all of a sudden my live just ended. Mm. I got a notification that said you have been banned from going live until June. Wow. I think I remember seeing this and I was like, I didn't even know you could get banned from going live. Yeah. So it was like, literally like they have like, there's the system is literally listening for like certain words Mm. or something. And my friend Jen was like, what the fuck? She's like, where are you? What happened? And I was like, and I sent her the screenshot of the notification. I was like, well, I just got banned from going live. And she was like, are you kidding me? She has like over a million followers on TikTok. And she was like, TikTok, what the hell? Like, it was so strange. It was so weird. And it was funny how we were talking about, yeah, like being confident and like trying to openly like share that confidence online and then being like silenced and not being able to do that. (laughs) And then my live just turns off. It just ends. And it tells me I'm banned from going live. Until wow. Wow. So Ooh. it's really, yeah, it's so frustrating because I feel like, yeah, so many of us are experiencing it. And mm-hmm. I think the most frustrating part is the fact that you can, it is like blatant fat phobia. Like it's mm-hmm. very clear. 
that it's fat phobia, mm-hmm. that it's racism, whatever, whatever Because if it is, you go because... and scroll, yeah, if you go and scroll on your For You page, that, like, if you see the things that are being pushed compared to, like, you know, like, I feel like the things that we have to say are important messages, things to help inspire girls and women, things to motivate women to love their bodies. Then you see, exactly. like, I'm not going to name her name, but like you see a girl in the in her bikini and then she's getting choked and it has like a sexual, like, I just don't understand. So I, I get your frustration as well. Yeah. It's, and I, yeah, I think that's the most, the most frustrating thing is like you have creators in larger bodies who are like duetting someone who is literally wearing the same exact thing as them. Who's just in a smaller body and their video is deleted. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like literally TikTok, you're proving our point. <laughs> you're yep, literally proving exactly. Our point. exactly. Um, and so I think the most frustrating thing is that, like you said, we're like, we're, all of us are trying to put out such a positive message. We're trying to like show people that it's okay to be, to look a certain way. It's okay to be a certain size. Like all of this is completely normal, but TikTok just continues to perpetuate this like fat phobic idea um and I think it's super harmful for the people the kids especially on TikTok because oh, yes. TikTok is young it is such a young audience exactly that reminds me of that reel that I made like what our generation saw growing up versus what the next generation will see growing up like mm-hmm. I can't imagine like I'm thinking now like I'm 23 I'm eventually going to have kids in a few years and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, do I even want my kids to have TikTok? Do I want my kids to have Instagram? Because it's like all of the things that I see on my For You page, like even now as a like gaining confidence, confident young woman, like I see some things and it just discourages me. I'm like, damn, I don't look like her. Like, oh, she's doing great. She has this many followers because she looks like this or she's like getting all these opportunities because she looks like this. And it's like, you know, at my age, like, I still think like like that. And I see so many other women respond to videos as well and be like, you know, like, thank you for putting yourself out there. Cause I've never seen a person on my for you page that looks like this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's very like, like you said, like it could be very toxic for people that are younger, younger ages, because I mean, like you said, TikTok, that's kind of their target market right now. Yeah. And exactly like what you're saying, like, I can't imagine if I had TikTok when I was in like middle school and high school, um, Mm. I'm like, I already had such terrible, like confidence issues that that would have Mm -hmm. made it just like a million times harder. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I feel like, like kids are getting social media, like at a younger and younger age. Yes. I feel like they're seeing things that I probably, that we like I never saw and maybe you never saw like when you Mm -hmm. were your age which then makes it even harder because you're like they're being exposed to some of these things like at such a younger age right and that terrifies me because I'm like I wasn't exposed to that and I still developed like a lot of these these things that we're trying to avoid (laughs) girl Um, yes I had like child luck on like MTV like I, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. It's it's scary now. It's very scary. So I'm wondering, like, what are, are you doing anything to, so you, you're not shadow banned right now, right? Right. And you're not banned, right? You got your account back. Right. Okay. Yes. 
Um, but I did see that you recently posted on your story. What was oh. it exactly? Can you share? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So I think TikTok has finally opened the ear to what we've been saying. Like they, every, and it's weird because like every time I open my app, I get this notification about how TikTok updated their community guidelines. So I yeah. opened it and I like read through it and it sounds like they heard what we're saying because everything that we're upset about is like still highlighted. It's just more highlighted and detailed in the community guidelines. So for example, it's like, if you're showing like your breast or your buttocks and stuff like that, it's going to be taken down. So it's like, okay, I respect that. And I even respected that before on TikTok, before they updated their community guidelines. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that we're asking TikTok is to, if this is, if this rule is on your community guidelines, let it apply for everybody, not just curvy women, not just people of color, not just let it apply to everyone. Those, even those girls that have like five million followers on TikTok, like let it apply to them because you know, like I look at my, like I said, I look on my for you page and I'm like, okay, well, if they can do it, why is my stuff getting getting taken down? So I feel like they just kind of like exactly. reworded their guidelines to, um, I guess, make us in a way feel like they're doing something about it. But in reality, I, I really don't think they they made any changes. I think they're just trying to like highlight this is what it's always been and this is what it's always going to be, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. No, that's not it. Oh, I'm getting heated. I'm getting heated right now. (laughs) I feel like also when they make these updates, it's like another way for them to, for us to not be able to appeal things because if they're like adding more stuff into the guidelines, then it makes it harder for us to be like, we're not doing anything wrong. So I feel like when they add more, it makes it, it makes it harder for us. So I'm like, I don't know if like they're hearing us, but they're also saying like, fuck you. We'll just add more to the guidelines. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to try and experiment. I think I'm going to try and experiment. I mean, I already post like crazy stuff, like string, but not even crazy stuff, but like, I really don't. Can I curse on here? Oh yeah. I think I've cussed. I really, (laughs) I really don't give a fuck sometimes. Like I like it's and I think a lot of us can relate to this it's taken me such a long time to get to the point where I'm at today where I can dance freely in a string bikini where I can wear something that shows off my cellulite and back rolls so if I have a platform where I can show it off and potentially a girl can see it and be like wow like we have the same body I can do the same thing I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. so that's why like I just Again, I'm getting heated. TikTok really pisses me off sometimes. But I just feel like I'm going to do it. And I don't care if TikTok changes the guidelines. Like, I'm I'm still going to do it. But I'm going to try an experiment yeah. where I post something, maybe, like, again, like a string bikini thing. And I'm going to try to dance in it. Because I always take down my dancing videos when I'm in a, in a bikini. I'm going to try it since the community guidelines have come out. And I'm going to see... And I'm going to make another post and call them out. Yeah. Because I know they're going to take it down. I just know. They're either going to take it down and then they're going to ban you or they're going to do something. Um, 
yeah, mine, mine always get taken down when I have a bikini on or if I'm like showing my like stretch marks or my cellulite. Mm, yeah. Um, they, they're always taken down or put under review for nudity. Um, and I'm always like, this is so insane because we're literally just showing what is completely natural. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not showing you, I'm not showing you my boobs. I'm not showing you my butt. Like I'm not showing you my vagina. I'm literally just mm-hmm. showing you like stretch marks and cellulite because for me growing up, I was so insecure about that right. part of my body. And mm-hmm. so showing it and telling people, Hey, this is completely natural. This is completely normal. Like that is a good message to be sending. And so I think that's why it's so frustrating is because Mm -hmm. the people who are getting reprimanded, the people who are getting like banned and all of these things are literally just people who have overcome extremely difficult like things in terms of their bodies. And now they're in a place where they can openly celebrate their bodies and you're Mm -hmm. silencing us and you're telling us we're not allowed to do that. Right. And I think too, like, coming from what you just said like I think it's also about like normalizing it too like mm-hmm. imagine if our if our all of our for you pages were saturated with like the content that we create like yeah like we said earlier imagine how people's views of um people with bigger bodies would be or imagine how people's views of people of color would be like mm-hmm. it's just I feel like that's a part of like our message as well it's just like normalizing it so that you know, again, somebody else doesn't grow up feeling like they're unseen or not beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And I think for anyone who's listening, um, if you have experienced this, if you've been, you know, your videos have been taken down or you've been banned because of your body, I just want you to know that it's not your body. That's the problem. It is society. Yes. It is TikTok. It is fat phobia it is racism it is all of these other systems that are the problem it's not our bodies our bodies are not the problem and I think that's something that is so important for us to continually remind ourselves and others as we're like trying to work through this Mm -hmm. um is that idea of like it's not our bodies that are that are the problem it's not this isn't our fault this is literally the the systems that are going against us this is the society that we're in like this is not our fault and um I think for a lot of younger kids who are probably having their videos removed they're probably feeling like okay well then let me lose weight and look like this tiktoker Mm. who has millions of followers because clearly that's what's working for them um Mm. And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't do it. It's not worth I've, it. Stay yes. how you are. I've actually been like in that situation. Like when I first started Instagram, um, like back in college and just starting as like a fashion influencer, I feel like that, like if you scroll deep down enough on my Instagram, like that definitely happened to me. Like not having any guidance on like, what an actual influencer is when I first started I remember I was like oh my gosh like she's doing great like she's getting all these deals and she looks amazing like Mm -hmm. and then I started this whole cycle of like you know 
watching what I ate, like to an extent overworking out, like, and I was like, this is what I have to look like to be successful. And then it got like to the point where I could not maintain it. And it got just super unhealthy for me. And then I kind of like flipped, like what my view, or what I decided that my influencer journey was going to be. And so you know, after that whole process, like I totally get what you just said right now. And I felt that deep because it's so easy to go through that and like to compare constantly and be like, oh, okay, well, like I'm not doing as well on social media. So this is what I have to do. No, like make your, pave your own way, like make your own journey. Like, and that's why I love our community so much because we're all so different and we all do our own thing and like, like, like march to our own beat and like, people see that and like that's now like literally my whole page it used to be like all these like like Jordan Woods and like Kylie Jenner and like all these girls and like now my page is full of like you and like Mm -hmm. Nick and like all these amazing people that make me feel good and I feel like that's truly what it's all about definitely and I think like that applies to you know even outside of social media in terms of like just understanding that your worth is not defined by your weight. Your worth is not defined by the amount of followers you have or how much money Mm -hmm. you make or how many likes you get. Like you define that for yourself. And I think being able to separate it from your weight and from these numbers that we're told for so long is what determines our worth. Being able to understand Mm -hmm. that that's truly not what defines your worth is going to be really helpful in a allowing people to really understand who they are and what they love and what they like and what brings them joy. And that should really be the, the goal is to be doing things that you enjoy doing and waking up every morning and being excited. I mean, not every morning. There's definitely mornings where I'm like, God, yes, <laughs> you see, I haven't been doing my morning main character thing, girl. I've been going through it. I feel that. <laughs> So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that every morning is like that, but majority of your mornings should be waking up and being like, oh, I'm so excited to do what I'm going to, you know, do what I love today. And, and I think that can be really hard in the society that we're, that we are in because we have all of these pressures to like look a certain way, to lose a certain amount of weight, to, you know, have so so many followers, to have so many likes, to make so much money to carry designer back, to do all these things. Um, and I'm like, that's not, that's not the point. That's not the point. Um, I love you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this girl is so dope. I just love you. Like your energy and how you, how you think, like, I just, I love you. And I love you too. And I think it's, I'm so glad that, I mean, before we started recording, we were talking about that. We've both just been kind of going through it and it's been hard. And I think, um, talking about that is so important because I don't, I, at least for me, I never want people to think that every day I'm just like feeling super great and I'm super confident and I'm never struggling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same for you because you've openly been talking about, you know, your hard days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that about you. Cause I think that just makes, it makes social media so much healthier yes when yes. we're talking about those things yeah because it's so like I appreciate yeah no I felt that like so many people for a while like you know I I was very very 
happy and then like I got and my social media said that and then I went through a really toxic relationship and I was going through a lot of issues and it's like you know I kind of had the fear I was like oh my god like I have to be happy still like all these people think that I'm like happy all the time and I'm positive and I'm dancing in my bikini in the backyard like every like no it's so normal to like go through life I guess like it's so normal to go through those things and it's like it's it's really sometimes hard to like keep up on social media and I was just finally like okay guys like (laughs) I am going through it and it felt so good and again like what we said earlier like when you have the when you're vulnerable and you open up like it helps you as well because it's like okay like like how we spoke and like I spoke to Brenta as well like I was like girl like I'm really going through it and she's like oh my gosh same like it's just a lot sometimes and I was like okay good like not good, but I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not the only one feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is why it's so important to have those people and to have those communities. Like, even, you know, like in my DMs, I'll have people message me who are, and just be like, I saw you were really struggling with this today. And I just want you to know, yeah. like, I'm also struggling. And it just makes me feel good knowing that we can create that space. Mm-hmm. Um even when TikTok is trying to censor us and remove us, at least we have the community to like keep fighting and to keep like pushing them to not be the way that they are mm-hmm. <laughs> in whatever capacity that looks like. But um, I guess my last question for you is like, when you're having a bad mental day, whether that be like body image or just like you're tired or whatever it may be, what is it that you do to work through that? So I tell people all the time, like try to do one thing every single day that makes you better or you do something for your, like do something for yourself, one thing for yourself. Mm -hmm. So in college, I got really into running Um, and so running is just like my way of doing something healthy for myself, getting away from everybody. I can jam out to my music. I can just kind of escape the world. I have time to kind of evaluate different situations. So that's number one is running. And number two, I always, (laughs) it sounds super weird, but on those really bad days, I'm like, okay, I wake up and I just feel awful. I'm like, okay it's a bad day. What am I going to order on Uber Eats later? Like I always, like I I tell my mom, I'm like, mom, today's not a good day. So I got to order my happy meal. Like Mm -hmm. one meal that makes me super happy. So I have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. But um, I really just think it's that. And, you know, just it's all in your, a lot of this stuff that we go through, it's really in your head and it's all about perception. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you wake up and you feel awful or you wake up and you have a bad body day. Like how can you, like, what can you think about that's going to kind of like flip that thing around, like flip that way of thinking around. So it's like, you know, the other day I woke up and I was really bloated and I had to like shoot in a bikini for a brand. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to shoot this. And then I was like, why am I thinking this way? I was like, this is part of my job. It's like putting stuff out there and like, you know, and I was like, I'm blessed to have this job. And then I thought about like so many different things in that category that were just blessings or that were good or that were, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that too, it's just changing your perception, changing your way of thinking and changing your perception and trying to just pull all the positive things out of what you're going through. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. I think I agree so much with that. I think the one thing I always find myself telling people, um, is like, 
you can expect your expect yourself to not have those days because mm-hmm. just as humans, that's what we go through. We have days where we wake up and we, we don't feel well, or we just, we don't want to do the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I've, I'm always telling people like, give yourself grace and give yourself the ability to do something that makes you happy and yes. doing something that, you know, isn't, isn't going to make those feelings worse. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm always telling people like, it's not about eliminating these bad days. It's about like working through them in a healthier way. Um, right. instead of turning to like restriction or like over exercise or, you know, self-sabotage or all of these negative things that we oftentimes turn to when we have these days, but I'm like, find something that's healthy for you mentally. So whether that be going for a run or going for a walk or getting a meal that you just love, um, Mm -hmm. I think that's really what's the most important part there. And I think when going through a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, like censorship, like it can be hard to wake up and feel motivated, especially when you know that your videos are going to either be taken down or shadow banned. And it's like, is this worth it? And Mm -hmm. for me, at least I found that pushing through, continuing to like fight this incredibly fat phobic, racist, misogynistic, everything system is what really keeps me going. And I'm like, okay, if one person sees this video, if it's shadow banned, but one person sees it, and they feel better about themselves afterwards, then fine. That's good enough for me. And some days that's just the reality of it. <laughs> You're so right. You're I'm so like, right. We got this. We're in this together. Um, and I think, you know, I'm so thankful, like I said, for for accounts like yours and, and communities like yours who are openly t- talking about these things. Because I think for at least when I would post about the TikTok stuff or even Instagram stuff, people would be like, I had no idea this was happening. I didn't know it was this mm-hmm. bad. Yes. Um, and so I think when people are aware of it, it's, you know, you, you create this like army of people who are like, we are going to fight for this person. We're going to fight for these people until they can post the same thing that a skinny white girl can post. right period (laughs) period (laughs) yes yes ma'am but Sydney thank you so much for being here I'm so glad we were able to talk a little bit about this and share our experiences because um like I was I think we were talking about this maybe on Instagram but it's just such an important topic and obviously a prevalent topic because it's coming up a lot within people within the community that you know, we're a part of. And I, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I was able to, we were able to jump on here and talk a little bit, bit about it and just let people know if you're experiencing any of this, you're not alone. And yes. like I said, it's not your body. That's the problem. It's TikTok or society or whoever it is that's trying to tell you something's wrong with you. It's period. Not Say it louder for the people in the back. I know that's right. Louder for the people in the back. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Sydney. Um, can you Carly, just let us know where we can find you? Yes, you guys can follow me on all social platforms, TikTok, t- yeah, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, 
um, at Sydney Elbow. So you can find me there. Um, but Carly, thank you so much for having me on this. Like, I know we've been like planning this for a long time, so I'm glad it happened. But please, please, please keep doing what you're doing. You motivate me and inspire me every day. And literally every time I see your face on my feed, like I just smile. So I appreciate Same. you. Girl. Right back at you. Seriously. I, I, I'm so inspired by you and I can't wait to see what we get to do in the future together and I'm so happy that you are here I'll be in LA in like two weeks so we can like plan something to like get lunch or whatever so yeah yes okay okay thank you so much Sydney have an amazing rest of your day absolutely you too queen